Hello, my friends, and welcome to another, a final for this week, uh, Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, October the 30th. It is afternoon, so I say good afternoon to you. Um, getting a little bit later start on this podcast today. I hope uh, this finds you well. I hope you um, have wonderful and good plans for the weekend and uh, open yourself up to God's uh, loving embrace and grace to walk with you through wherever and whatever you're uh, going to be visiting or entering into this weekend. So let's uh, break open God's word one last time uh, before uh, we close books on our week. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, we are going to go into Luke chapter 14 today. So the beginning of Luke, Luke 14, 1 to 6. Let's break open uh, God's word together here uh, today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. In front of him, there was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus spoke to the scholars of the law and Pharisees in reply, asking, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. So he took the man and after he had healed him, dismissed him. Then he said to them, Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? But they were unable to answer his question. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friends, if this gospel sounds familiar to you and you think, Zenk, you read the wrong one because you read that to us earlier this week. Yep. <laughs> Not that I read it to you earlier this week. It's because virtually the same gospel is read if you go back to Monday's gospel. Not one chapter earlier. I was toward the beginning of chapter 13. Jesus at that time enters into a synagogue and there has it out with the uh, teacher, the disgruntled teacher, if memory serves. So let's just talk a, a little bit about what the differences are. Okay, so here we're talking about Jesus. It's both of them on a Sabbath, right? Um, and uh, here he's talking to the Pharisees, uh, the leading Pharisees, the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. So they were... Remember how yesterday I said, listen, there were some good Pharisees and some lesser good, <laughs> not so good Pharisees uh, going around. And uh, the Pharisees yesterday were like, get out of here. People are trying to kill you. Here it is, that fox. Uh, go. Uh, we want you to stay safe. Well, these uh, Pharisees we're dealing with today, they're, at least some of them are watching him carefully and trying to entrap him. Um, and so, again, Jesus, in his goodness, even puts himself in harm's way. And, and I don't know that I have the uh, gumption to go about doing that. So Pharisees, uh, Sadducees, the elders, those things, when they're talking about that, they're talking about the leadership structure in Jerusalem at the temple. What happened Monday was Jesus was teaching in a synagogue. So think of synagogue as your local community parish, how every town had one. Uh, like here, I'm at, at uh, Holy Rosary today. 
So I'm at what would be the synagogue uh, of, the, of the time of Jesus, or if I was over at Peter and Paul in Kiel. So Nazareth had a synagogue, Capernaum had a synagogue, uh, you know, um, Cana would have a synagogue. All those towns would have a synagogue. It was their local place, and each one of those had a teacher called a rabbi. But the main temple, there was only one temple in all of Israel. So think of, and even if this is not a good uh, comparison, but think of the Vatican, where the Pope is, and the Curia, and most of, not all of, but many of the cardinals, that leadership structure is, is in Rome. There's only one of those. Well, that was Jerusalem. Now, the temple was more because it was the place of sacrifice, and that's what a temple was. But their leadership structure, the Pharisees, Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, the, the, the scribes, the elders, those were all there. So on Monday, he was dealing in a synagogue. And here he's dealing with the leadership structure in Jerusalem. Neither of those, by the way, changes the, uh, the parable or, or the, the teaching at all. And because uh, we talked about this a lot on Monday, I really don't have a lot more to say. Two things, two things I will. The first, very important. Jesus even uses the same example. So, okay, there it was a woman, 18 years, burdened. Remember, she couldn't stand up straight. And he used the words freedom uh, from bondage uh, in her. Here, it's a man suffering from dropsy. I had to look up what that is. Uh, edema would be the, the modern name for that. Somebody who retains water in, uh, in various places, often in the ankles and the legs and, and uh, appendages and things like that, and suffering terribly because of it. So this person just happened to be in front of him in the house of one of the leading Pharisees. So they were clearly trying to entrap him. So he uses the exact same um, uh, example. So first of all, he asks them the question, is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? And they keep silent because they know whatever they answer, he's going to nail them for. Um, and so they keep silent again because they want to entrap him. So he doesn't even get caught up in their silence and he heals and dismisses and then says, who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day, but they are unable to answer his question. So again, even with the rabbi, uh, he confounds the rabbi too. And so, so this idea, they don't have an answer for. But here's my first point. My first point is, on Monday, he used the example, who among you, if your ass or an ox falls into a cistern? Today, he uses a different one, who among you, if your son or an ox falls into a cistern? Which begs the question, and listen, I've never seen a theologian ask this question, so this is the type of deep questions you get on Cup of Joe podcast. Is the son an ass? Does Jesus like the son? I mean, really, this is heavy stuff here. Was he talking on Monday about a donkey or an ox? Or was he calling the son by a different name? Now those are the in-depth type of questions we must ask when we break open God's word. Brothers and sisters, it is an unanswerable question. We'll never know until we get to the kingdom of God, but I hope you have that on the tip of your tongue, when you, maybe have it be the second thing you say to Christ after you, you know, thank him for inviting you in. But then, then it's the ever-present son or ass conversation that we need to have. All right, going on to my second point, perhaps not as important, but still. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some of the things that I said on Monday. 
But remember, the law points us somewhere. And, and we can't get hung up on the pointing, on the finger that is pointing and say, you got the correct finger, you got the wrong finger. Where, where is the law pointing us? Because that's where we need to look. And so we can't sometimes get hung up on the law itself. Because the law, brothers and sisters, love always, 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 underlined three times, love always encapsulates the law. But the law does not always encapsulate love. Let me say that again. Love always encapsulates the, the law. If we are acting in love, we are always acting within the law. But if we are acting according to the law on itself, we may not always be acting in love. It's this square rectangle thing, right? Um, now, if you say, Zank, I'm not so sure you're right. I'm going to read you a section of Romans, because really, this calls to mind this, this idea of Romans. And this is Romans chapter 13, so I'm going to start with verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love does no evil to the neighbor, hence love is the fulfillment of the law. Brothers and sisters, whenever you and I act in love, we are acting according to the law. And that's where Jesus is, is driving us here at, uh, in this gospel. It's so, it really is a wonderful example because, again, he says, is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? He's asking them, which are you going by? What is the root of the law for you? Is it love or is it rules? Is it these law in themselves? Does it contain love? Because he's looking to free, right? Remember, he's freeing them from bondage. This person has been suffering from dropsy, uh, in pain. Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not to invite that man out of that place? And if love answers yes, then the law contains it. And if the law does not contain it, then we do not have the fullness of the law yet, or we misunderstand the law. Because love always, always is encapsulated in the law. And it always is carried within it, because that's where it points. That's where it points. Don't get caught up on the hand, because sometimes the hand cannot contain it. But it always points to where it does. And that's what Jesus is driving when he says, who among you, if your son, the ass, or the ox falls into the cistern, would not immediately pull him out? Of course we would, because that's the act of love. And that overrides any law. Because again, love, as the rock group, the suburbs back in the Twin Cities, when I was growing up, said, love is the law. That's what it is. That's all I've got, brothers and sisters. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. So let's, uh, let's pray and um, bring our intentions again uh, and place them uh, in the loving arms of our mother. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Blessings on your weekend, my friends, and uh, remember to turn your clock back tomorrow night on Saturday night, and I look forward to us being back together again on Monday. God's peace.